Welcome to the Principles of Success, Season 3, Episode 5. And today we are talking about freedom. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So what do I mean by freedom? Freedom is what most of us are after when it comes to finance. You don't want to have to work your life away. That's what 99% of you are listening to this podcast are after. You want to not have to work your life away, and you want the freedom to be able to buy the crap that you want. However, freedom comes with a cost, and that cost is responsibility, whether we're talking about finances or democracy. It doesn't matter. Freedom comes at a cost, and that cost is responsibility. You have to be responsible with your finances. You have to have the correct mindsets with your finances to be able to achieve that freedom. So there's a couple different things that we're going to talk about about today and first off is some mindsets that I did not talk about a couple weeks ago because I wanted to go more in depth on them in this episode. So the first mindset, these are all mindsets that are super important for making sure that you have the proper respect for your money. And the first one is quit wasting your money, you dingbat. Are you really going to work all day using your precious life energy as a servant for your wages, whether it's employee or employer or entrepreneur, are you really going to waste your whole day to generate money and then blow it? You're going to sell your soul. You're going to sell your servitude to whatever it is to generate this money and then turn around and give it away so freely. And that's kind of the first mindset. You need to remember that this money isn't money. This is your life that you sold to get this money. And you need to treat it with the respect that it is due because of that. And for some people, you're selling hours and hours of your life for a pair of shoes. Other people, it might be a couple minutes. Now, I'm not saying you can't buy nice shoes. I'm saying to remember that you sold your life to get these shoes. And that's just consumerism. Let's talk about, for instance, mortgage or rent. You have to have a place to live. I'll talk about the hobo life in a different episode just because I like talking about that, not because you actually should do it. But you have to have a place to live. And specifically with a fancy mortgage, buying a house that is way above what you actually need you are putting yourself into bondage. Debt is a form of bondage. There's a comedian, there's actually probably dozens of comedian skits, but there's a comedian skit, I don't remember his name, um, but he's talking about how you hate your job and you're going to quit your job, but then there's that mortgage and you can't quit that job because you've got that mortgage. Same thing with rental lease. You have to, you're in bondage because you have to have a place to live and you can't quit your job because you have to have a place to live. And so you are stuck. You are in bonded to your employment, whether that's as a 
employee or you are in bonded to your customers as a entrepreneur. You have to generate m more money so that way you can cover your cost of living. And if your cost of living is fancy, well then you're in trouble. So that's the first mindset. Remembering that you are selling your soul and your time and your energy and your life for this money, are you really going to turn around and blow the money that you have sold your life to generate on stupid crap? Is that extra bedroom worth seeing less of your kids? Now, some of you might not like your kids, so maybe it is, but you only have so much time on this earth and you are going to spend a majority of it working, not because you have to, but because you chose to live a lifestyle that requires you to, to in order to maintain that lifestyle. The next mindset I wanted to talk about is discounting future gains. And this goes for wasting money, wasting time, both of them, this mindset applies to both of them. So what I mean by discounting time, if you spent a dollar on pop, soda, a drink, it's just a dollar, not a big deal. And I agree with you, just a dollar on some pop is not a big deal, as long as it's occasional. However, the mindset that you need to keep in mind is that it's not just a dollar. That dollar, if was, if you had invested it, at the minimum, most likely, it'll be worth $10 down the road. More likely, that dollar is worth like $1,000 down the road. Or pounds. A lot of my listeners are, are uh, Englishmen now, or Brits. UK, there we go, that's the current term for it. United Kingdom have, have a lot of listeners to that. Please don't be offended by my slurring of your names. Anyway, that dollar, not a big deal to blow it on the occasional treat. But you need to remember that every time you do that, that's worth so much more in the future. Now, this, is, this goes back to the principles of delayed gratification. Would you rather spend that dollar on the pop? Or would you rather spend that dollar, which is now $1,000, on a really nice computer? It's the same money. It's just whether you spend the money on the pop right now or in 10, 20 years, that dollar has turned into much more money and you can buy something nicer. And I'm using a dollar and a thousand as an example, but let's magnify it. You spend $10,000 on a car. Now, that's not too nice of a car. That's kind of... It's a decent car. It most likely will be reliable, but it won't be a fancy car. Well, the same math, 10,000 would be, I think, a million? It would be a million dollars. So, I'm not saying don't buy a nice, decent car. I've bought two very nice, decent cars, actually, now. Um, one for work and one for commute, being around town. But that $10,000, way down the road could be worth up to a million dollars. So buying that $10,000 car instead of that $2,000 car, which is also still reliable, buying that is coming at the cost of buying your mansion that you want. I just realized I've been recording for who knows how long with it on pause, so that's annoying. But anyway, let's combine these two mindsets. So first off, you're selling your soul, you're selling your time to generate money. How much time does it take to generate that money? Most of you probably are making somewhere around $10 an hour 
post-tax. Some of you will be making less than that. Some of you will be making more than that. But it'll, most of you are probably around $10. So pause on that. That $1 box of candy or that $1 pop oh, compounded over time is actually costing you 10 possibly $1,000. But let's just go with 10 because that's the minimum number. Most likely you're losing $10 for every dollar you spend now. So that is that $10 pop worth an hour of your life. And for some of you, your job is nice. You don't mind working your job, whether it's your business or your job. Um, and sure, that's not a big deal. It's, an, it's just an hour of your life. Yeah, that pop is delicious. Let's drink it. However, some of you, some of you hate your job. Your boss is horrible. You don't want to get out of bed. Every morning you're screaming at the windshield because you'd rather not be up in the middle of the night driving to work to be miserable for the next pretty much your whole day just so you can come home and go to sleep. Is that pop worth an hour of that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's amp it up a bit. Most restaurant meals are roughly around 20 bucks for two people. So 10 bucks. Add a zero to it, because that's what multiplying it by 10 is, is adding a zero. That's 100 bucks. That's your entire day. Was that restaurant meal so delicious and so worth the entire day of misery that you put up with to be able to afford that meal? These two mindsets are why most of my unsuccessful friends and family think I'm a cheapskate. I have no problems tossing down thousands of dollars on things, but I hate wasting money on things because truthfully, I'm a super lazy person. Like I work harder than probably most people on the planet. Like I'm an extremely hard worker, but the reason why I work really hard and the reason why I am super frugal with my money is because I want to be done at least done working on the parts that I hate working on. Like this podcast. This podcast is enjoyable. It doesn't generate hardly any money for me, but I like working on it. I enjoy talking to my wall. It's a whole lot of fun. But I really like what when you guys reach out to me and tell me the difference it's made. That's why I do it. But I don't remember where I was going with this. Oh yeah. But there's things that I have to do to generate money that I hate doing. I hate it. And I don't want to do it. So I am super frugal and a good steward of the money that I have sold my soul to generate because I don't want to blow it. And I know that the faster that I can accumulate it now while I'm still on the younger side of years and get it invested, the more it'll be worth throughout my lifetime. So those are my two main mindsets of money is making sure that the enjoyment you're getting out of it is worth the cost of your life that you spent to get it, and to remember that 
every dollar you spend now is worth way more down the line. And we'll actually talk about that more when we talk about compound interest in a later episode. But we're talking about freedom today. So let's shift topics a little bit and talk about escaping the rat race. The grand plan of what to do with this money that you're being very careful with because you have the proper mindsets now of how to escape doing the miserable stuff. And honestly, it's a simple exercise. Uh, you can get out a piece of paper if you're driving right now or working. Um, maybe just take note of the minute mark of this episode and then come back to this exercise tonight. But you need to figure out what your cost of living is, what you need per month to live off of that, or per month to be generated so you can live. And then you need to figure out cash flow, which we talked about last week, the amount of cash flow investments that are needed to generate that amount of money. So I'll, we'll just use real estate as an example because real estate is a super easy example. Um, and we'll say houses are 100K and rent is a thousand bucks. How many houses do you need to buy to be able to retire? Now you have to also remember that if these houses are mortgaged, you've got loans on them, then the rent, most of the rent is going to go towards paying that off. So a better rule of thumb is how many doors, that's what they like to talk about in real estate is doors instead of houses or apartments, how many doors are needed to generate X amount of money. So let's say a door produces after all of the expenses of the rental produces 200 bucks. How many doors do you need to generate how much you need to live off of? So let's say you need $2,000 a month to live off of. Some of you might think that's a really low number. Some of you might think that's a really high number. For me, that's a high number. But let's say $2,000. At $200 per month, you need 10 doors. This is financial freedom. Once you get passive income, rental income, or all sorts of different versions, rental income is just one example. Once you get enough passive income to be greater than your expenses, your cost of living, then you are financially free or independent. The terms float around. Let's use independent. Financially independent. So once you get your cash flow income, passive income, greater than your cost of living, you're free. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do anymore. You're done. You're free. How much is it? And you can expedite it by figuring out what the bare minimum is you need. And we'll talk about that in the cutting ep cutting expenses episodes. But what's the bare minimum? For me, as of right now, if I wanted to, I could theoretically cut my expenses down to three, four hundred bucks a month because I have property that I can that I own outright and I can move out there. But I don't want to do that because I don't have a wife and it would be kind of lonely. And then I can't also keep growing. So figure out your bare minimum. Next step is figure out financial freedom. That's why I said we'll use independent. Financial freedom is where you can do whatever the freak you want. Uh, in, I think, two episodes ago, I talked about figuring out how much your dream life actually costs. The millionaire lie is the part I'm talking about. So... How much does your dream life actually cost? An airplane is only $15,000. Traveling can be done cheaper than living in one place if you are financially free or independent. So how much does it actually cost? Figure that out. 
That is your financial freedom goal. Once you get to that, you can do whatever you want. Your financial independence goal is when you can say, screw you to your boss or your clients or whatever, because you are financially secure. You have enough money coming in every month that it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to be okay as long as you stay living at the same level of expenses that you planned on. Financial freedom is when you can be living your dream life and partying it up. And depending on how big your dream life is, the harder it's going to be. Financial independence, financial security, is actually pretty quick and easy to get. Most people, if, they're set, if they set their mind to it and they cut down their expenses and lived frugally and focused on generating all as much as they can into cash-flowing assets, most people can probably retire within like five years. And by retire, I mean put a middle finger up to your boss. But most people don't have that level of discipline. Most people have dug themselves into a massive hole and it'll take them a while to get back out. So do this exercise and remember the mindsets. Remember that every dollar you earn is part of your life that you sold to earn that money. Every dollar you spend is going to be worth much, much more down the line. And then figure out what, how much money you actually need from your investments of cash flow to be able to be free. And freedom is the goal. We want to escape the rat race. With that, I will see you all next week, which we will talk about... Um, I was looking away, so the mic sa might sound a little funky right there. But next week, we will talk about the four quadrants. And there's actually multiple four quadrants that we're going to talk about. And if you want to have a more concise format of everything we're talking about on this podcast over the whole year, then I recommend you go check out my new book, The Blueprint of Wealth. Link will be down below. And thank you all for listening. I will see you all next week.